Okay. Well, hello, everyone. I am so excited to welcome you to our Healthy Together time. So my name is Marcy Crawford. Um, I'm a certified independent Optavia coach. I've actually been coaching for wow, over nine years now. So um, I, I just have a great passion for Optavia. And I, I just feel like my life has been so abundantly blessed um, because of the things that I have learned here as a coach um, and in the education. And some of the things that I'm going to be sharing tonight are part of the, what has changed my life in so many ways. So I am thrilled to be your host for our call tonight. Um, first off, last week we did our kickoff uh, call for our Mindful May Challenge. Uh, it actually started on Monday. Um, hopefully some of you, I, we put in the chat thread earlier, you can put a one if you've been getting those text messages and watching those videos. And if you got your bingo card out and checking those days, um, I hope you're really enjoying and taking advantage of that. And for those who are like, what are these videos? Well, guess what? It's not too late. <laughs> you can still join, um, talk to your coach or the person who invited to you, you to the call. Um, the challenge is free to anyone. But also make sure if you're doing the challenge, you want to make sure you've registered because we're going to have some really fun prizes. So make sure you have that registration so you can fully participate in those areas. Um, and in conjunction with our Mindful May Challenge, we are going to be doing uh, here locally in Utah. I know not everyone's from Utah, sorry. <laughs> but here locally, we are going to be having um, a, a workshop, our Mindful May workshop on May 21st. It's going to go from 9 to noon at the Salt Lake Community um, College. And it is going to be free to all guests and clients, uh, coaches. We're, um, it's going to be a little bit more for coaches <laughs> to help pay for the venue. So uh, we hope that you can come and take an opportunity to really level up in your mindfulness. Um, and if your clients bring your life book, we're really encouraging you to bring that as well. If you don't have your life book, that's okay. You can still come. We'll take you. <laughs> There's going to be lots to learn and lots to participate. Um, we may also be having some in other areas in the country to be announced. Um, but for now, it's right here in Utah on May 21st. So put that on your calendar, save the date, bring a friend. It's going to be amazing. So um, I know uh, on this call, we, we have both clients and coaches. Um, some of you may be guests and new to Optavia. But so you know, the purpose of our Wednesday night's calls is really to dive into the habits of health transformational system. Um, and expound on the principles and uh, the things that are taught there. Uh, within Octavia, all of our clients uh, have coaches. And so I hope uh, if you are a client that you are taking advantage of your coach in a good way <laughs> and is sharing with them the things that you're learning on your journey um, as you're reading in the life book. Uh, and as you're listening to these webinars, you know, tell them the things that really stood out to you and are helping you move forward on your journey. 
Uh, I also love with Optavia, we have our incredible fuelings. Um, I lost my way over nine years ago uh, using the program, but I love being able to have the Optavia fuelings hand, handy and maintenance uh, just to balance my blood sugars. And I'm a chocoholic, so I love that I can have chocolate and it's healthy and good for me. <laughs> so we have our awesome feelings and also we have our incredible community and having all of you here on the call, you guys are the heart of Octavia. You are what, what make our community so incredible because we're just on this journey together. Uh, it's not about being perfect. It's about progressing. And that's what we're all looking for is making progress on our journey. And we're here to cheer each other on. So um, I have to share. So last week, uh, we had the opportunity to, or not last week, I guess it was two weeks ago, we had the opportunity to go to Dallas. And uh, Dr. A was there and he was sharing um, with us his passion about the life book. In fact, he, he told us coaches, he says, coaches, our brand is not the five in one. He's like, our brand is the life book. And if you're not integrating your clients into the life book and helping them make a lifelong transformation, you need to start doing your job. Kind of, we, we got a call to repentance <laughs> as coaches. And so that is what this purpose is, is to really help you get into that life book. Uh, and part of it, if you've read the life book, you hear Dr. A, he talks about becoming the dominant force in your own life. In fact, at this conference, he was sharing that every morning, Dr. A, he wakes up and his first thought is, who can I help? And how can I help the people I interact with today become the dominant force in their own life? Oh, like you hear him talking about that and the passion, just like, it's incredible. And I feel like the key in becoming the dominant force in your own life is learning about self-leadership. So I can get this right. I love this quote. Um, says right here. I can get my computer to work. There we go. Okay. Self-leadership. Um, Self-leadership is intentionally influencing my thinking, feeling, and actions in pursuit of what matters most to me, okay? So today, I really want to focus on this first part of intentionally influencing my thinking, because when we are able to influence our thinking, it then influences how we feel, and it influences how we act. And we're able to create those things that we want most. So during the Mindful May um, challenge, uh, you guys may have, I, I don't think we've gotten to it yet, but you're going to see that there's a part on there. One of the bingo squares is uh, talking about the facts versus the stories. So when we are wanting to intentionally influence our thinking, it's really important to tell the difference between our facts versus the stories. So the facts are actually pretty boring. <laughs> it may be this person looked at me. That's a fact. Uh, the person said words. There's milk on the floor might be a fact. <laughs> uh, and, and so on. Now, our stories is what we think 
about those facts. So the filter in which we view the facts is what we refer to as a paradigm, okay? Maybe you've heard of this word before. <laughs> Basically, um, our stories are built based on the paradigm in which we use, in which we view the facts. And it influences, influences the way we think and the meaning we give things. And we can shift our paradigm only when we realize that the current paradigm we are operating from is no longer helping us create the future we want. So tonight, we're going to be discussing two of these paradigms. And the first is referred to as a universal paradigm, okay? Because the majority of people, the majority of the time, operate right here. So when we see life through the universal paradigm, we believe that there is a way that things should be. And when they are that way, everything is right. Everything's good, right? But when they aren't that way, there is something wrong. Either wrong with me or with you or with them over there or with it. So. I remember when I, I first saw this, my thought was, is there another way to see things? <laughs> because I felt like this described my personal filter the vast majority of the time. Now, the challenge comes when either life shows up the way we think it shouldn't, or when you have two people with two different beliefs about how things should be, right? <laughs> Anyone come across that? So I wanna illustrate this by showing um, a few pictures and I'd encourage you to write in the chat any thoughts that you have about, um, about what you think should or shouldn't be happening in these pictures or, or what you feel is wrong. <laughs> So um, let's see, and I wanna make sure I can see the chat thread. Okay, so this first picture I took at a gas station. <laughs> okay, anyone see this recently when they're gassing up the car and have some thoughts come up? Any shoulds or shouldn'ts? I'm waiting for the chat thread. Who has a thought when they see the gas price? That's so much money, it shouldn't be that high. Yikes, ouch, there's something wrong, right? Oh, Randy, I am so grateful that I have an electric car. I love that thought. <laughs> it's too expensive, it's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I love it, way too high. So, so many different thoughts, right? Of what we think it should or shouldn't be. Okay, here's our next one. Oh, Trump should still be office. Okay. And we can go from political to so many different thoughts there. Okay. Now on the next one, I can get it to come over. All right. So these two pictures were taken 10 minutes apart. What should or shouldn't be happening? So I'll tell you from my end, from the first to the second picture, and my thoughts are, 
straws should be strong enough to hold strawberries. <laughs> you shouldn't give a bouquet of strawberries that look like the second picture to a teacher. <laughs> Maybe we should have thought through this idea a little bit more thoroughly. <laughs> the strawberries may have been a little ripe. Yeah, right. Maybe I shouldn't have done strawberries. Maybe I should have just gotten roses instead. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's another one. Christmas. This, this is Christmas Eve. What are some shoulds, shouldn'ts? I know one person I showed this picture to, and she said, you shouldn't have white lights on your tree. Who has white lights? They should be colored. Maybe it's, oh, you wrapped all of your presents. You're not supposed to wrap all your presents. That's way too much work. <laughs> what are you thinking? It's beautiful. Isn't that interesting? Exciting. Maybe some people are like, you shouldn't be sharing a picture of your Christmas Eve. That makes people compare, right? There's a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts. Okay. <laughs> Fill the Christmas. And some of it's like, oh, this is exactly how it should be. <laughs> So going back um, to this idea with, um, with our shoulds and shouldn'ts, um, I wanted to share uh, a kind of a personal example with my husband, James. And I'm going to preface this that my husband is amazing <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> but when we were no buts, I do love him. <laughs> uh, when we, before we got married, my husband had a habit of coming up missing during gatherings at the most random times. And for the first decade of our marriage, this drove me up the wall. Like, I can't tell you how many times either I or someone else in the group would ask, where's James? And immediately, I would just feel this instant frustration, um, anger, and so annoyed. Because my story was that James should be here and that he must not care about me enough to be present when I need him. Therefore, there is something wrong with him. Okay. I'm telling you guys, the struggle in our relationship was real. And it was built around my story of what I believed he should be doing. So seeing the challenge um, of being, sorry, I should say. So the challenge of being in the universal paradigm is that we can get stuck in our stories. We find ourselves, may find ourselves feeling frustration, stress, overwhelm, anger, and even sadness more often. Because let's be honest, life doesn't show up the way we think it should near as often as it shows up the way we think it should. Am I right? <laughs> and in this paradigm, we can easily start to confuse our stories as being facts. So now I'll be honest, um, I've spent a lot of time in this paradigm. But when I learned that there was a different way to think, I can't tell you how things changed for me. And as you can see, this is what we call our leadership paradigm. 
Uh, and here, as we see the facts in life, we see that what is happening is what is happening. And we recognize that I create the meaning of everything I experience, guided by the future I want. You guys, this was a total shift for me. It put me in a place of power. It opened my eyes to see the importance of taking ownership for my story. And as I took greater ownership of my story, I began to see more clearly that I had the power to change them. I didn't have to feel annoyed and miserable every time my husband went missing. <laughs> and when I stopped thinking about my husband, that he should be in a certain place at a certain time, and I started creating a meaning that helped me feel greater love for my husband. It was amazing. In recent years, uh, when the question comes up, where's James? Because this still comes up. <laughs> I often respond, he's exactly where he wants to be. And I'm 100% okay with that. Because I trust that either he needs his own space, or that he is working on something he feels is important to him. And either way, him not being here says nothing about his love or lack of love for me, right? It's just that he's choosing to do something different in this moment. And that's okay. It took me a while to work on changing my story. But looking at the facts through the leadership paradigm really offered me another option that really helped me to create the future I wanted. So here are some questions we ask in each of these paradigms. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. So in the universal paradigm, we find ourselves asking questions like, what's wrong? Who's to blame? How do I fix it? When we're in the leadership paradigm, we're asking quest questions um, like, or, like what happened? What's missing? What's next? And as we shift our thinking, we become less reactive and we become more creative. And we learn to be more objective about our stories. So I want you to know that just because I've learned about the leadership paradigm doesn't mean I'm always there. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, but I am able to shift there more often. But more importantly, I've recreated a greater consciousness about my thoughts. I am now aware of which paradigm I'm in. And because of the awareness, I'm now able to shift. If I want to shift. And if I'm ready to shift, I have found uh, myself over the years being able to shift more easily and more often. But you guys, this takes practice. And as you learn these principles, I encourage you to be kind to yourself when you find yourself in the universal paradigm, because it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Uh, it actually 
means you're normal. <laughs> so give yourself a little bit of grace. But if you see yourself there and you're ready and you're wanting to shift, you can ask yourself questions like, is my story true? Is it absolutely true? Or could the opposite of my story be even more true than my story? Is my story serving me? How could my life be different if I let go of my story? I find that these questions, when I ask these questions, I'm more able to shift and it gives me permission to hold my story more lightly. And I become more curious and willing to see things in a different light. And I love that as we grow in our own personal self-leadership, we are better to better able to intentionally influence our thinking, which in turn will influence how we feel and how we act in pursuit of what matters most to us. And developing this way isn't about changing who you are, but becoming more of who you are. And ultimately, these tools and principles are here to help you become, as this says, more flexible in your thinking and behavior. Because people who create greater flexibility in their thinking behavior stand the best chance for success. And our goal is to help each of you create the success that matters most to you. And so as we wrap up tonight, I've actually asked Myla Johnson uh, to come on and she's going to share her story uh, about how Optavia has helped her and, um, and these principles. So Myla, I'm going to say, take it from here, girl. Hello. Hey, there's a picture of me and my hubby. <laughs> we have been on this journey for a while. Um, about seven years ago and we decided to um, do this program but we only did one part of the program and didn't actually take the radical responsibility that uh, we're doing now um, and so it worked and it worked for a while and then we ditched it and we went off somewhere and kept being friends with Marcy because I like her she's a lovely person um, <laughs> she's my coach in case you're wondering but yeah, so a couple of years ago, we're like, you know, we just, we really need to get healthy. Like, this is not the way we want to live. There's got to be a better way. And honestly, all we could remember is that this program worked and it worked fast enough that we got, you know, some instant gratification that we needed. <laughs> and so this time around, um, we, we dove in. Hey, there's a life book. Did you know that? I mean... I do now, but yeah, so there's a life book with all kinds of amazing tools and the mindful may challenge is really helpful because it reminds you of the little tips and tricks that we get to learn through part of this program. Um, and then I started coaching and there was an even deeper level of awareness and what, uh, my, my newer clients were asking me, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. That because. Because as you grow and you learn, you have, um, you have your own track, you know, but then you have clients that are, that are there with you, but they're on a different part of the track. And it's really fun to see how the stop, challenge, choose tool 
gets used by all <laughs> in whatever phase you're in. And so um, as my husband and I have, have been doing this, it's been really great for our mindset that we're taking radical responsibility for ourselves. We're using the tools. We're not just using the fuelings, but I will say hot chocolate every day, all day, well, maybe not all day, but love it. The fuelings are amazing. That's been, you know, a really good thing, but it's, it's everything. This program is helping us with our mental health. It's helping us with the community that we need, um, where we can reach out and everybody has questions. Everybody has issues <laughs> and we get to help each other with that. And I love this, this community and this whole program <laughs> because you actually use the whole program. Good stuff happens. I mean, we, we lost 70 pounds and we've kept it off for like a year and a half. Well, he lost more than that and I lost 70. And so, yeah, it's, it's great. And we feel healthier and there's just so many good things about what we get to learn and how we get to practice that. Some of the mental tools that you get in the, that we're doing for the mindful May. Wow. Do I use those every day with my teenage sons <laughs> every day. <laughs> And I love the, um, the paradigm shift that has been huge in our lives too. Um, yeah. Helping my kids discover that there is not a blaming factor. There's no fault factor. It's what do we got? What do we want? How can we make that happen? It's a lot, it's a lot looser than that, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, there's, there's so many things that we have been blessed by this program. I will never give it up, never give up the hot chocolate, but I will never give up the mental tools that I use daily. Oh, my love. I love it. And what's kind of interesting, I find, I find this often is um, a lot of my clients may not always dive into the, um, habits of health book until they become a coach. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Once Myla started coaching, she really dived in because when we try and we decide we want to pay it forward and help others create the success that we've had, that's when we take that education and mindfulness serious. So Myla, thank you so much for sharing your story. And everyone, thank you so much for joining a healthy together time. Um, so for the next 30 minutes, we have two breakout sessions. Um, and okay, let me hear and go back to this before I forget, uh, next week will be our health and hope night. It's going to be six 30, same time, uh, the zoom link, um, and this will also be posted, uh, in the healthy together group. So you can join us next week for our healthy together time. Um, and then for the next 30 minutes, um, we, like I said, we're going to do two breakout sessions. Um, many of you are loving the health program and have asked for more information about how you can be 500% more likely to reach and maintain a healthy weight long-term and how to reach into your community and really bring others along with you on your journey or how to improve the health of your finances. And so that will be the topic of, um, for those who stay within this Zoom room. Um, we will also be offering the breakout room for any of our newer coaches um, with our coaching quick start class. And Myla will be uh, 
um, going over there and she'll be leading that class. Otherwise, um, we will see you next week at 530 Pacific for our Health and Hope Night. Thank you guys so much for being on the call.